Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Well, hello, everybody. I am Matt Williamson. As you can probably tell from these great acoustics, I am back in my dorm room. Uh, one more night at St. Vinny's, and then we are home full full blast. So, got practice today, practice tomorrow. Uh, I do a radio show both days from 3 to 5. Check that out. And we'll sleep here tonight, and after practice tomorrow, I will be home full time until, you know, further notice. So, um... Real good practice yesterday, padded, um, not a ton to take away from that one. Um, very competitive, I would say. Uh, seven shots was good. They had this period, I forget what they were calling it. What was it? It was something along the lines of move the ball is what they're calling it. Yeah, just just a competitive period. Pickett looked um, all right. Trubisky looked good as well. But a couple notes, you know, I got some things to talk about, but I just wanted to touch on practice at least. Minka Fitzpatrick really stood out to me in this practice and more and more. And he was flying around the field. He was the last one on the field doing drills late, late, late. You're seeing him moved all over the formation this year, coming down, playing man coverage against slot guys, blitzing. I mean, Minka looks like more of a force than ever, to be honest with you. So that was my big takeaway from this past practice. It sounds like Injuries are really trending the right direction, either to play against the Bills or not. But, I mean, some of these guys like KZ and Neal and Porter and Benton, more on him in a moment, are trending absolutely the right way, which is good to hear. Um, I'm going to talk rookies in the second half of this podcast. But some news just came across my phone almost 10 seconds before I hit record, and it's really vague. But it sounds like Marlon Humphrey from the the Ravens is suffering from some sort of substantial injury. I mean, again, it's really, really vague. And and Steeler fans, I got to tell you, Humphrey is one of the absolute last guys that Baltimore could be without. We all know they're making huge changes on offense. We'll see how that goes. I'm optimistic, but huge changes usually mean growing pains too. And their defense... Just to kind of clue you in real quick how important Humphrey is. Before last year, they were like the blitz heaviest man coverage, leave corners on island type defense. And this past year, it's a lot more simulated pressures, a lot more four-man rush, defensive coordinator change. And frankly, I'm sure I've told you guys, but I think their defensive line is the biggest weakness of the team. And they don't have the four-man pass rush to get home without blitzing. Their defensive tackles, Matabuke is a good player, but other than that are pretty nondescript. Two early picks from the last couple of years, Ajabo and Owe, are basically going to be forced to deal with all the pressure themselves. And they're very unproven. And Ajabo is coming off a major injury. He played like 20 snaps at the end of last year. So I don't think they're a good four-man pass rush to begin with. And even before this Humphrey news, I thought they were a corner short, especially a slot corner. Marlon Humphrey's been a great slot corner or outside corner, 
but they want to keep him. They've publicly even talked about this. They want to keep him on the outside. I don't know the reasoning for that, but so I think they've been searching for a slot and he's clearly their best defensive back. And I thought corner was weak to begin with. So he's near the top of the list of Ravens that they can't be without. So just stay tuned to that news. If that's catastrophic for the Ravens, if it's worse than I'm guessing, or you know, who knows? I mean, again, I'm getting very little news when I record this. That Ravens defense could be, frankly, the weakest unit in the whole division. So keep an eye on that. Um, I will as well. When I know more, I'll definitely tell you. Um, quick break here, and I want to talk Steeler rookies. All right, I am back. So Pro Football Focus put out all their grades and all their snap counts for every rookie class in the league from this past week. And I just wanted to buzz through those. But I want to start with Keanu Benton. He was the Steelers' second highest graded rookie in from the game, from the Buccaneers game. And please go to the site. Um, what I wrote about this week is Keanu Benton. And 99% of it is glowingly positive. I am super psyched about this guy. He played tremendous in the game. He played 28 snaps and was basically dominant start to finish. There were a couple double teams that he could have handled better. Well, I don't even know about that, but there were a couple double teams where he didn't stand out, you know, where they, he was dealing with two guys. And then one negative I still have on him is time to time, he will be a little high with his pad level. And then, then he gets neutralized. But when he keeps his pads down, when he stays fresh, and a lot of that's a fatigue thing, um, he is whooping up on people. And again, the competition wasn't great. Right now, Adams is the starting nose. Fajoko's in the mix. I don't know if Benton will overtake and take that position. But I am super psyched about Benton as the second wave, a second hockey wave with Liao behind Joby and Cam, you know, to all those guys to keep one another fresh, learn from them, build for the future, bring in a youth energy to them on game day. So go check the article out. There's five or six plays on there that I highlight Benton doing really impressive things. So please check that out. Leave me a comment. And then these are the grades and snap counts for the entire Steeler rookie class from Pro Football Focus, which again, I've told you, Grades are great, but I don't take them as you know as gospel. But they're they are reflective of who stood out, who didn't, and it probably won't shock you that Nick Herbig was clearly the highest graded guy on the team, eighty nine point eight grade, which is basically elite. He only played thirteen snaps, but they were phenomenal snaps. So he was number one by a wide margin. Benton was number two by a pretty wide margin. He played those twenty eight snaps, as I mentioned. 74.0 grade. Good. Really, really good. And I thought the tape, frankly, showed much better than that. Again, go reference my article. I think you'll agree. Um, and then the guys you want to see are next. The two Georgia dudes. Darnell Washington played 25 snaps with a 66.8 grade. I actually thought on first view that he played more than that, but he played quite well. You're even seeing him in practice 
run with the ones here and there. Sometimes he's with the threes, you know, but they get him on the field a lot in all instances. You know, speaking of being on the field a lot, we talked about this earlier in the week. Broderick Jones played a ton of snaps. He played 49 snaps, by far the most of anyone on the offense. 61.7 grade, which is okay. I thought he played better than that, but as the as the game went on, I'm sure there was some fatigue involved and well over 100 degree heat, and he looked better at the beginning of the game than the end. I'm not implying he's out of shape. I think any player playing 49 snaps this early in the process in that heat would struggle more towards the end. The rest of the crew, Toby Nadukwe, he played 31 snaps, had a 58.4. He's an edge rusher and also involved heavily in special teams. So keep that name in the back of your mind, maybe for practice squad. Guy we talk about all the time that I'm really growing fond of is Spencer Anderson. He played three different offensive line spots, 39, 37 snaps in, in overall, 56.7 grade. Guys, he's a keeper. He's making the team. Um, maybe at the expense of Raven Clark, maybe at the expense of Dotson. I don't know, but Anderson is not going anywhere, and he's going to be valuable. Some of these other guys aren't big-name players, which is fine. Their, their grades aren't as good. Um, defensive lineman James Nanawanwa, I uh, just destroyed his name. Sorry, he only played 10 snaps. He had a 54.5 grade. Doesn't bode well for him, only playing 10 snaps. Same with Darius Higgins, a running back, 12 snaps, 54.3 grade. Jordan Bird only saw the offensive snaps, four, four snaps, but he's factored in as a punt returner. The fact that he's only out there for four snaps on offense, he's in trouble. 52.6 grade for him. David Perilous, I thought he played better than this, but he played 50 snaps, which is a lot. Only graded for them at a 42.0, which makes me question a little bit about the grading because I thought he was much more effective than that. He's also heavily, heavily involved with special teams. He's going to have a tough time being in the top four at outside linebacker edge, but I think there's something there with David Perilous. And the last one we'll finish up here is Tanner Morgan. He really struggled. He was out there for 21 snaps at quarterback, 28.5 grade, and that showed. Maybe that's even being kind. Oh, and they also have a little nugget here about Herbig. So what they said about Herbig is he finished his preseason debut looking like another stud Wisconsin edge rusher for the Steelers. He filled up the box score with two sacks and a run stop on only 13 snaps, which that exactly is what I saw as well. So I'm psyched about this rookie class. Would like to get Porter out there. It's not mandatory, but you'd like to see him play some preseason snaps. Otherwise, I don't know how you can start him in week one. It sounds promising that he could be back on the practice field today or tomorrow or both and maybe play against the Bills. Something to look for, something I'll keep you in the loop about. And that's that. So keep an eye on the Humphrey news for the Ravens. Uh, rookie class is looking good for the Steelers. Another good practice yesterday. And two more left until we are breaking camp. All right. Over and out.